Welcome to the Odds Checker Ryder Cup preview. My name is George Ellick and I'm your host and I'm joined by the expert to my right, Niall Lyons, Odds Checker's golf tipster. How you doing, Niall? You right? Good, good. So we are going to be here to talk through the event at the Nacional. We're going to talk through who we expect to win the event. We're going to discuss... Um, all, all the special markets available as well on the Odds Checker site. So maybe before you listen or you watch this, get on the Odds Checker site now so you can see exactly what we're talking about when we're talking about them. Any bet that's available, we have it up there. So, so make sure you check it out. Firstly, using your expertise, Niall, I mean, the course we're going to see may not be as familiar to some listeners and viewers um, because, you know, it's based in France rather than often it's, it's over on these shores here. Um, but the French Open's held there a lot, so we've got a lot of a lot of course form of players as well. What kind of a course can we expect to see, and what kind of player do you think it's going to suit? It's a great course for the Ryder Cup to be held on. It's a long time coming, really. You know, the French Open has grown so much over the last 10 to 15 years on this track, and they've done so much work to it, and that just looks absolutely perfect. And for me, probably the best course in Europe. So no doubt it's going to be absolutely exciting for, for the Ryder Cup. It's just absolutely made for it, really, isn't it? You yeah, know, you've yeah. got so many uh, amphitheatre holes and so much water in play, especially down the back nine, that it just lends itself to the excitement of the event. So even though I, like, I'm not a, a, a massive fan of the, of the event, as we've talked about, you know, for this course, I think, it, I think it's set up to be the best Ryder Cup ever. That's, that's what I think. The best Ryder Cup ever. That is exciting. Um, in terms of players themselves, there's been a lot written in the press that, that you know, Players don't necessarily need to use driver off the tee. It's going to shoot, you know, a touch game rather than than those big hitters. So do you agree with that? Do you buy into that? Do you think it's going to be the, the power hitters are going to struggle, and, and it's going to be those players who rely more on their on their wedge game and putting are going to come come to the fore? Or is there still that ability and potential to blast your way to to the top? Well, the power hitters, like you know, it, there's nothing to be gained from overpowering this golf course, like, and you're not going to do it. So, if, you know, the likes of Dustin Johnson, Kapka, and, and a handful of the European ones, you know, there's just nothing to be gained from taking a driver off. It's like for the first hole, for example, you know, everybody's going to be taking an iron for yeah. that position, and even off the 18th as well, more or less, you know. So, there's nothing to be gained from, and if any Americans are coming over thinking that that's a tactic and they can do that, they'll be, you know, they'll get a rude awakening. Yeah. So, uh, down the years, it's always suited the more you know precision, accurate golfers, the, the likes of Molinari and Fleetwood, yeah, and even Alex Norn. He, he's had success on the tighter tracks, Wentworth included. So it always suits that type of golf, just precision, accurate golf. And you know, if, if you're looking points on the board, that's that's what you're going to need to do. So you mentioned Kepka there, who we saw. Um, try and blast his way to an Open Championship earlier this this campaign. How important do you think, therefore, the role of the captain is going to be here to to curtail those those golfers who maybe want a little bit more power off the tee? Yeah, Dustin included he, at the Open Championship in the summer. There, you know, just really bad tactics. And yeah, I suppose they've got the right guy on board. If the, you know Jim Furyk was you know the archetypal yeah. you know, accurate golfer down the years, and if you know if he was playing here, you'd probably expect him to get a couple of points this time around. Uh, the, the course would just suit him so much so I do think having Furyk on board will definitely help the Yanks and uh, Justin Thomas obviously came over in the summer I was a bit disappointed that not more of the Yanks come over in the summer really you know he seemed to be doing a bit of a racky for them but I, I just can't, can't understand why you know not more than they have plenty of opportunities to come over and play in the French Open so Does that concern you that maybe they're not taking it as seriously as, as they could do? 
Uh, from a betting angle, do you, you know, think now, now they'll be they now. definitely don't haven't taken it as serious as the Europeans down the last you know ten to twenty years. There's no doubt about that, and uh, maybe relationships just haven't been as good as what the, what they have been on the European team. And there's just been a bit more rivalry or just not not so much friendliness about. So, but I think that maybe has changed in the last couple of years. You, you know, you've got a lot younger team uh, f- for the USA this time, uh, and uh, for the last Ryder Cup, the one of course. And friendships are, you know, are definitely. There's a lot more friendships in the team nowadays than there was before. You know, you've got the likes of Spieth and Fowler and Thomas, who are, you know, three great friends. And you know, that Dustin and Kapka have, you know, they've got such similar games at the, at the top. You know that, you know, they're similar. And it's just a, it's just a, a more balanced USA team, I think, than what has been in previous years. And I, I suppose it reflects in the betting. Well, we're going to get into the betting now, and given that we've started on the Americans, we're going to start in the top American market. As I said, all of these prices we're going to be mentioning will be the best available on Odds Checker. So make sure—I mean, they, they do fluctuate massively. So do check the site to ensure you're getting the best price for your bet. Um, I'm going to run through the American team now in full, uh, from from favoritism down to the bottom. So Dustin Johnson—this is top American again. Dustin Johnson is 11 to two. Brooks Kepka 13 to two. Justin Thomas seven to one. Jordan Spieth eight to one. Patrick Reed nine to one. Ricky Fowler, Tiger Woods, and Bryson DeChambeau, all 12 to 1. Phil Mickelson, 22 to 1. Bubba Watson, 22 to 1. Webb Simpson, 25 to 1. And the final wildcard pick was Tony Finau, and he is 28 to 1. Given what you've just said about the, about the Bombers maybe struggling, and Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka being at the top of the market, does that mean there's some juice lower down in your eyes? Potentially. You know, I'll look at the negatives first. You know, Dustin Johnson, Bruce Kett, obviously their power game isn't going to translate well here. But that being said, you know, they can hit their, you know, five irons off the tee a lot longer than anybody yeah, else yeah, as well. So they could have an advantage if they're accurate enough, you know. And like Dustin Johnson's a tough one to judge. You know, one Raider Cup beat, I think he had three wins from three and another one he had, he had zero from three. So it's a tough one to judge for him. And maybe coming to Europe, I wouldn't be too confident that, it, that he'd be one of the top He doesn't strike me as like, someone who's going to really care about this. You can't yeah, well, him, him. on Kepka, yeah. you know, maybe you, you just kind of get the impression, you know, if they say they would go out in four balls, you know, they could fall asleep at the wheel or something. Yeah. There's not going to be much, you know, yeah, yeah. fanfare no. with those two guys as opposed to you know, even other members of their own team on the European team. So... I don't know. I, w- I wouldn't. I wouldn't be overly keen to go into the, the two favourites in this market. Like, but uh, and there's of course there's another couple of negatives. Like Phil Mickelson doesn't. I, 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 for me, he would be the le- least you know profitable member of the team. I would yeah. say for for this for this rider. Isn't the argument that he, he can keep the driver in the bag and you know from iron, iron play short game and putting he's up there yeah he's special yeah. he's special like that so you know he could pull stuff out of the fire but you know and he's had a good year to be fair too like I can't I can't heap negatives upon him but he's getting older and we all are Niall yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's grey hairs can tell like you know but uh, he's just getting older and just, I think He's there mainly for a bit of a team presence, you know. I think he was he was instrumental in the last Ryder Cup and then winning it, and part of that, uh, you know, crowd that got together to try and win the Ryder Cup, the, the task force as they called it. So he would be a negative for me as well. Tiger Woods, if you're talking about backing him in the top, any of the top markets, that he, he can't play five matches, can he? No. At this stage of his career, same as Mickelson probably, but. You know, Tigers, I would say, has a bit more of a chance of getting more points on the board than but Phil. You say he can't play five matches. Surely, if he gets off to a flyer, then mm. he's just undroppable. Like, there would be, given what happened 
uh, with Tom Watson four years ago and, and the decisions he made to drop yeah. certain players at certain times. Surely, if Tiger's two from two or three from three, Furyk can't say to him, you know, get in the clubhouse, Tiger. You're not coming out again. Well, that, that's the role of the captain, and you know, if if he sends if he wins three out of three and the sends him out for the force and gets beat, then you know he'll be criticised for that yeah. too. I think. I think you got to look after Tiger. Like, you know, if he plays, you know, how many is that? Thirty-six holes potentially for two days, and then another eighteen. You know, could be the end of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, at the start of the year, we didn't think he, he could he could finish seventy-two holes in four yeah. days. Never mind it. So I think he's got to be looked after, and I think it would be foolish to play him four days. Even once in every session might be just enough. Flat, and he and he he'll bring you home two points. You know, but again, it would be a negative for me in the top markets just because of that. The one that stands out for me is Bryson DeChambeau at a, a top price of 12 to 1 there. I really like him. His game should be well suited to Paris National. And, you know, he's, you know, back, we backed him earlier on in the year to win. Was it the Memorial, I think? And par four scoring there is so important. And again, when he won a couple of weeks ago, it was on another course where par four scoring is so important. And I think that, you know, it's so important for. Paris National too, you're going to need to keep the ball in play, especially in these tough par fours towards the end of the towards the end of the, the 18. And just, I know he's been wayward from time to time too, and we backed him to that when he was all over the place, and it, it was a miracle that he got over the line. And then we saw him in Europe as well, was in Germany, when he got into contention, yeah. he was absolutely all over the place too. But nevertheless, on the courses where you need that, you know, accurate precision game, the shambles fared well all this all well this season, and I think you know. He's one of the rookies that he's got youth on his side as well, you know. And some rookies coming in at an older age just don't really perform as well as what you know you think that they might. But Deschambeau's one he's got fire in his belly too, and it, he could be a, a the real dark horse in the Yang team for me. He's as short as eight to one elsewhere, but twelve to one is available with Skybet. So you know, opportunity there to see just how much how important it is to make sure you're getting the best price. I mean, the interesting thing about Deschambeau is he comes in in great form. We've also seen. There's a history of these young American rookies coming in with a real fire in their belly. We saw Patrick Reed, obviously, a couple of years ago. We saw even Keegan Bradley um, six years ago. Despite the fact that they lost, he was crucial to that um, Medina first couple of days. Uh, another rookie as well who maybe, I mean, certainly is a, is a better golfer, but maybe won't have that same passion as Justin Thomas, but still an interesting prospect at 7-1, given that he did come over and play um, yeah. a couple of months ago. Yeah, and he would have plenty of partners as well. That you know, you would fancy them going. He could partner with Ricky. He could partner with Reed. Partner with Spieth. Even one of the big hitters at Dustin or Kapka. Yeah. And you know, they're going to be strong favourites in any match that they're put out. Any match that Thomas. Is, so yeah, I couldn't put anyone off getting involved with Thomas in, in that either. I would expect him to come home with at least a couple of points by the end of the week. And we've seen before as well that, that Ryder Cup golfers who are successful tend to be successful. In plenty, it's very rare that you get someone. I know you mentioned Dustin, but it's rare you get someone who has a fantastic year one year and then absolutely yeah. tanks the next. Patrick Reed, I mean, I think everyone can remember what happened um, a couple of years ago in America. Um, not only that classic singles game against Rory McIlroy on, on, yeah. on the Sunday, but also his his partnership with Jordan Spieth in the first couple of days. At nine to one, a bigger price than Spieth as well, and someone who's, who's won his first major, who we know is going to absolutely love the atmosphere and is going to be the pantomime villain, surely. Is he someone who there could be a bit of juice in? Well, these are the pitfalls and you know of backing in the Ryder Cup. You know, similarly, uh, not the last Ryder Cup, but the one previous to that. You know, add a few quid and Poulter to be top European scorer, and he only come back home at one point. Yeah. And you know, it's just a, it's something that you just can't really ever be sure of predicting. I, I don't know. Like he's in there at nine to one for a reason. I think you know it's just you know even though he's 
he's now uh, America's polter, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He, he's their he's their big cheerleader. So uh, I, I, you couldn't put anybody off, but he, he'll play with speed. He could play with speed uh, for all four games. Of it, you know, especially if they win their first game. So yeah, yeah. You couldn't put anyone off, but I know that's just what these markets. You know, you back Paddy Reid, and then he goes out with Spieth four games, and they're and they're both on four points, or both on three, uh, three yeah. and a half after two days. And you know, you still need a you still need a miracle yeah, on the yeah. last day to get over the line. Yeah, like it's just a difficult market to get right. It always is. So there you go. So I think you're leaning towards uh, Bryson DeChambeau. The one player that I am tempted to back is, is Ricky Fowler. Um, despite his poor Ryder Cup record, I feel a bit sorry for him. I mean, he's so good when he comes over to Europe and plays here. I think he's arguably got the strongest form in the last five or six years. Um, over here, obviously, you know, going back before that, you've got Tiger's form at the Open Championship, which was incredible. But just seems like the course is set up for him. His wedge game is often so good. Um, I feel sorry that he was sent out four games in a row with Jimmy Walker at Glen Eagles, which seemed to be a bizarre call. Mm. They, they halved three of those games. He lost a singles match um, very comfortably against uh, Roy McIlroy. But I don't know if it's necessarily fair to say that he's a player who won't have a good Ryder Cup record in the future. Um, and at 12 to 1, it just seems like it could be a bit of a. But you know he he could easily play all five again. Yeah, there's definitely a bit of juice in that. As you say, he's of all the members of the, of the Yank team, he's the one who's played the most golf in Europe or on the European tour, and he's had a couple of wins on the European yeah. tour as well, out in the Far East, and he won in Scotland as well. So, you know, yeah, as you say, just that precision game off the tee is another. You know, his wedge game is superb, and after some, you know. You know, lackluster form yeah. in the months previously. You know, he's played well this last couple of weeks. So, yeah, he could just be he could just be coming into form at the right time. There you have it. So glad to see you're not rubbishing my idea, Ricky Fowler. I have there, done. I have done all year. Yeah, yeah, I know. So, <laughs> right, I, th- so. I think you know, it was one of the last ones I think <laughs> yeah, I have to go with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on to the Europeans now, and I'll do the same. I will run through the uh, the team um, on, uh, on in basically odds order. Uh, Justin Rose and Roy McIlroy are the eleven to two. Uh, joint favourites again. These are best prices available on Odds Checker. Uh, John Ram, um, surprisingly to me at least, is nine to one. Third favourite. Then Tommy Fleetwood at ten to one. Francesco Molinari at ten to one. Henrik Stenson also ten to one. Ian Poulter twelve to one. Paul Casey fourteen to one. Sergio Garcia fourteen to one. Alex Noren twenty to one. Tiller Hatton twenty eight to one. And Torbjorn Olsson at thirty to one. Um, a bit more of an open market this one. Um, where who, I mean, who immediately catches your eye? Well, let's start with the negatives again. You know, the American wildcards are so much more stronger than the European wildcards for me personally. And I know uh, Garcia has an unbelievable record in this, and he was the most controversial of uh, Bjorn's picks. And uh, I get the impression that Thomas Bjorn had basically told him not to play much golf in the last couple of months because if he comes over to Europe or wherever he plays and misses cuts as he was continuing to do, it was basically, I it, it, yeah, yeah, I can't pick you. So yeah. I think it was it was strategic on, on both their parts to not play, for or Bjorn to have have a conversation, just not to play much golf. And now as soon as he picks him, he's talking about where he's going to play, and he's going to play in Portugal. Portugal and also, yeah, in, in a week field. You know, it's just yeah. obvious. So Garcia, you also, also had a big poker tournament as well. So yeah, he had to, he had yeah. to go to that. <laughs> so form-wise, he's the worst of of the, of the lot of them. Yeah, you know, but he, he has a tremendous Ryder Cup record, and there's no doubt that. You know, when the Ryder Cup comes around, that he 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 comes into life. You know, so you can't you can't rule him out at all. Who would you reckon? I mean, do you think we're going to see a North Spanish pairing of Ram and Garcia, or do you think? I would I would say so. And you know, you talk about Ram at nine to one there, like it's tasty enough. Yeah. You know, uh, he's one that you could send out in four balls and foursomes. I think. 
So, yeah, that they could become a formidable enough partnership. I, I would be tempted to, to partner Ram. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like to keep the Spanish power together all the time. You know, you know, Ram's such a talented golfer and such a, you know, he he could be the proper live wire in this team now. So. Uh, I would be tempted to put him with a few others as well, even maybe with a rookie, even though he's a rookie himself. So uh, I don't, I don't particularly like the like the chances of Tommy Fleetwood either. I don't see any, you know, exciting partnerships for him. Yeah, uh, he might be paired with Casey, uh, but Fleetwood, you know, he's, he's got a win at Paris National, but he's had four other missed cuts out of yeah. the last five, I think. So I don't think he, he he's a he can be considered, you know, one of these course form golfers like Molinari is. You know, he's finished runner up two or three times. Well, we, there. we know you're a big fan of Molinari, and, and again, I thought he, you might be joined to him at tens. Yeah, I'm half tempted because, you know, you talk about the guys who are going to play five matches, and I think Rose and McIlroy will definitely, definitely play five yeah, yeah. matches. But I think next on that list for me would be Molinari. I think if he goes out and wins his first match, then he'll play the rest of them, and he's got. He's got such great course form around there, and his Ryder Cup form up until now isn't the best. You know, it's it's sketchy. So he'd be looking to improve that. He's, but I mean, def- he's a different golfer now, though, isn't he? Really, definitely. Yeah. yeah, he has to be a different golfer. And if he if he arrives there and you know and he plays the golf that he's been playing all all year, then you know we'll see the different golfer on the Ryder. But then if he gets nervous and thinks about his record and you know that he hasn't contributed that much before, you know things could get on top of him. But I would fancy Molinari to go well. One player who I think will be prove very popular, I'm sure, with, with punters, will be Ian Porter, back in the Ryder Cup team, uh, where he belongs. For, I mean, it's short enough at 12 to 1, and you said you've, you've fallen in the trap before with back mm-hmm. and Porter in the Ryder Cup. I mean, is he, is he 12 to 1 on merit? He's always played some fantastic golf this season. Yeah, well, he's another, you know, if he's sent out in the, in the morning on Friday, that if he wins his match, he'll be, you can't really drop him either, can you? Even though he's, even though he's a wild card pick. So yeah, I fell into the trap a few years ago. When he came home with one point, and but maybe you know you just need a real tight Raider Cup for him to, to come to his best, like he did at Medina. And this certainly looks tight in paper. You, you can't see any any one of the two teams run, running away with it, even though the betting suggests kind of differently because there's been tighter betting heats yeah. going into Raider Cup. But uh, yeah, Poulter's going to be one of the, the most important players for Europe, no doubt, especially in the singles on Sunday. And then looking down towards the bottom of the market, two players at big prices, 28 to 1 and 30 to 1, Torbjorn Olison and Tyrrell Hatton. I think we're all quite excited to see how Tyrrell Hatton takes to the, um, to the pressures and the atmosphere of the Ryder Cup. It could certainly be fiery. Uh, Torbjorn Olison, on the other, on the other hand, the, uh, you know, normally a picture of calm. Do you think yeah. these two have, have more of a role to play than their price suggests? Possibly, possibly. Olison, you know, isn't known for you know, a real accurate game. Mm. You know, he's, he has played well around Paris National before, but. Uh, I'd be slightly worried about him, you know, once the, the in the pressure cooker because he hasn't even really, you know, I think he fi- he finished in the top five there at Firestone a number of weeks ago, but he hasn't really been in the heat of battle of any major championships or anything like that there. Mm. You know, Hatton was a, right in the mix in the in the WGC in Mexico earlier on in the year that uh, Mickelson won, and he, he fared quite well. But I think Hatton gets a lot of stick, you know, his, you know, his outbursts are... You know, frequent, just like Thomas Peters, who hasn't made the team, but Thomas Peters, I think, where the difference between those two golfers is that Hatton just has slightly the better attitude, and when he's interviewed off, yeah. off course, and you know, he can have a laugh at himself at the same time. Mm. You know, he's not, not on course. He can't. Yeah, he's not quite. You know, the fiery character on course. Yeah, there's yeah. a bit. You know, I think he gets some 
unwarranted stick to be fair you know he is a like well the likes of Peters I don't see that same attitude like I just see that you know chip on the shoulder on and off the course kind of with, with Peters but Hatton's a bit different and I think he could be important in the team room and there's a, there'll obviously be a lot of planning with uh, Bjorn and his vice captains going in of the best way to use Hatton and to channel his, his emotions yeah. positively because if they are channeled positively, positively then he could become a a real important member for the team. We were dreaming in the office this morning of a, a Saturday evening Poulter and Hatton both pumping each other up. Yeah. Um, finally, we're going to talk about um, the player that I quite fancy. He was also at a big price, is Alex Noren at 20 to 1. Um, it's easy just to tip him up because he won at, at the course this year, but he's also got good, good course form there before. And it seems to me, you know, he qualified very easily for the team and he would have been an obvious wildcard pick if he hadn't been. Um, and it seems to me like he's been priced up as if he may not play very many games here, but it wouldn't surprise me whatsoever to see him play five, purely because the quality of his play, the nature of his, his steady, you know, the steady nature of his golf, I think suits both four-ball and foursomes very well. Yeah. He could be one if they get uh, on a roll, could easily out, outrun his price of 20 to one. Yeah, and he's one who's, you know, iron play when it went on song, he just absolutely knocks down yeah. flags, you know, which is really important in the Ryder Cup. You know, you, you have, you know you've got players... Bizarrely enough, you just see so much better golf in the Ryder Cup in general, mm. just because everybody just fires at the pins. So he, he's one of them that'll benefit from that. And, you know, I don't know where he'd play five matches, but I think he could play four. And, yeah, 20 to 1, he's sitting at a lovely price there, you know, especially each way with three places. Like. So it depends on who he's paired with too, you know. It's harder it, to guess with the European team, really, isn't it? It is, and will he be paired with Stenson? And both of, the, both of those guys have had slight injury worries over yeah. the last number of months, so... You know, it all depends on what they're carrying, and maybe Norrens, he could still have the odd injury carrying into the Ryder Cup. So, fingers crossed. Well, I'm hoping from Molinari Norren partnership personally, but uh, that is pure guesswork on my on my behalf, and we will see. Well, he won um, there, of course, this summer too. Exactly. So, you know, he and, has and, got and, and finished tenth the year before. So. Yeah, exactly. So I think that course forms. You know, it lines up better than Fleetwoods with the win and, and so many missed cuts. So I do think you know. Noren is a nice price there, yeah. So putting you on the spot, who would be the one you'd take from for top European? Uh, probably John Ram for me. Because I think uh, it's a toss-up between John Ram or Molinari, because I do think those guys have the potential to play five matches. I know Rose and McElroy, I do think they'll play five, but then you're ne- they're never you don't think they're gonna be paired together. You know, you, you don't like the back guys that are gonna be paired together and they're on the same score after all yeah. the days, no matter what. You know, you want to gain an advantage of some sort. So yeah, I like the I like the looks of Ram and Molinari. So therefore I can I can probably assume that for uh, for top European rookie, um, you're gonna be liking Ram as well. But it's gonna rattle through a couple of, of these special markets before we get to uh, to the crux of it and see so you're gonna be backing to to lift the trophy. But Ram is eleven of five. This is top European rookie. Look, Ram eleven of five. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood eleven to five, Alex Noren five to one, Terry Hatton thirteen to two, and Tobin Olsen the fifteen to two. Well, maybe we're talking about Alex Noren. Maybe that's the better price there at five to one. You know, it certainly seems like it to me. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a guessing game as to how many games these guys are going to play, but I think Tommy Fleetwood's very short in that market for give, given his course form and just given the nature, the nature of his golf and how who's gonna who's gonna partner him. He's not the most you know incendiary of golfers, so. You know, he's a difficult one. He, he definitely won't play five matches for me anyway. So I think the value lies with Ram and Noren in, in that market. So Ram and Noren there. We're going to look quickly at top European wildcard, which is a pretty interesting market given the 
you know, probably the, the lack of strength and depth there. Uh, Ian Poulter, to five to two favourite. Henrik Stenson, eleven to four. Paul Casey, three to one, and Sergio Garcia, three to one. So very, very open, very trappy indeed. Those four. Yeah, I, I don't think I think Casey will play three matches max over over the week. Uh, obviously, he's had his his troubles before with the European team and not really given the Ryder Cup a, yeah. enough attention. That was dealt with with Bjorn at the you know at the start of the year or the start of last year. So you know he's made the team now and. I don't think he'll just be, he, he, you know, there'll be others favoured over him. And he's not the most likeable of characters either, as, from what you read. And what, you know, Sorry, read, Paul, if you're listening. Yeah, <laughs> reading between the lines of what some golfers say. So, uh, you know, I don't think he will play. I think he's going to play a max of three matches. So it's just out of the other three, who do you fancy most? And maybe Garcia would be the one. You know, he's Brilliant. got a, a cracker, right, or a cup record. And even though it's just. It's just whether he can come to life in this environment, I'm sure he will. And if, he, as I say, even if he is partnered with Ram, it, it, it could become crucial, you know. So the friendless Sergio Garcia at the moment has a friend in Niall. Then. <laughs> three to one for Sergio, top uh, European wildcard. Uh, top American rookie now, uh, just a three-horse race. Justin Thomas, five to six. Bryson DeChambeau, nine to four. And Tony Finau, four to one. You know, you, you said nice things about the top two in this market, Thomas and, and DeChambeau. At those prices, is there any value there? Or do you think they've got this about right? It wouldn't be a market that I would particularly be keen on. You, I, th- I think it's priced about right, as we say. Uh, Tony Fina would probably play three matches at max. Yeah. Uh, but his game, I think his game will suit Paris National too. You know, it's, it's not you know when he takes irons off the tee, he can be a shade more accurate, and he'll need to do that. And he could just be a, a, a bit of a jack in the box in, in the USA team, but. As I say before, I like the Shambo in, in in the top American market, and I would fancy him to take that too. You know, it depends on what these guys you know be paired up with. But for me, there's no real value there. No value there, <coughs> but you, you, uh, no value because I think you like all three. So that's potentially, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so maybe just ones to look at in the uh, just in the top American market as we discussed. Top American wildcard now, uh, Tiger Woods, um, thirty nine to nineteen, which is a, a pretty uh, miserable price there. So we'll, we'll change that to two to one. Two to one, Tiger Woods. <laughs> Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, 9-4. Phil Nicholson, 130. And Tony Finau, as you mentioned, just there, 9-2. Any juice? Well, DeChambeau was 9-4 in the previous market with a, t- with a top rookie. And I far prefer to take the 9-4 here in the top wild card simply because Woods and Mickelson cannot play five matches for me. Yeah. Uh, just simply because they're, like Mickelson, I don't think, will be too popular anyway. Or I don't think he'll get too many points on the board to warrant five matches definitely not and Tiger just has to be looked after I would, 18 holes a day would be enough for Tiger for me like yeah. if I was captain I, I would I would rather just send him out twice and get the best of him rather than put him under pressure you know 36 holes in one day so again I think DeChambeau's a, a nice 9-4 to bet in that wild card market DeChambeau 9-4 to so now on to the big one and we're going to talk about who is going to win the Ryder Cup we've seen you know, USA have been consistently favourites for a while now. Me and you spoke a couple of months ago and you thought the market may shift towards making it more of a pick and match. It hasn't yeah. really done yeah. so, so far. Um, and we've got uh, the USA are five to six. Um, Team Europe are six to four. And the draw is 12 to one. I know you've got some good stats about players' ages and about, about wild cards coming into the tournament as well, which may points uh, listeners and viewers one way but I think you still think the juice is the other way so talk us through your thinking yeah well uh, as I say like, I do think the 6-4 I've said it on social media I just can't understand that you know that you get the 11 feet 6-4 in this match I really can't uh, it's understandable on paper looking at it why the prices are that way because 
as far as world ranking points and so on go, the, the Americans have, have shaded that over the last 12 months, and they have a lot more in the top 20 than what Europe have. I think Europe have a right few outside, even the top 20. You know, you've got Olison at 44, Poulter 34, Stenson 23. Some of them just, you know, aren't as high in the rankings as others. So, but yeah, as I said. Uh, to you just before we started this recording, you know, the, the older you get, that seems to be in the stats that, you know, the, the record gets poorer and poorer. Uh, you know, you've got anybody who's playing their fifth Ryder Cup plus yeah. uh, stats show that they lose more matches than what they win. Uh, same again for over 37-year-olds. It doesn't really bode well for Europeans' picks, the likes of Poulter, Garcia, Stenson. You know, these are Ryder Cup stalwarts, mind yeah. you, which could easily, you know, they could easily buck the trend because they've got that much experience in the event. But uh, younger players do a lot better than what, you know, they're kind of given credit for down the years. And young rookies especially, you know, the younger rookie you are, if you're under 28, you have a better record than a rookie at over, over 28, then you, would, you wouldn't really expect that because no. you would expect someone with a bit more experience to, to handle the, you know, the pressure cooker a bit better. But... Uh, so it, it bodes well on paper. Everything bodes well on paper for me for the Yanks, and so it's understandable that why the betting is like that. Yeah. But nevertheless, I think I think the course in Paris National and, and the French Open down the years is going to play such a huge part in this. And the, uh, the European players have so much experience there down the years, and you, you've got winners there on, on your team. You've got Fleetwood and Norn who have won there, and other guys who've you know finished in the top three and runner-up finishes. It's definitely going to favour. Europeans for me and that and they're used to the greens and you know and just the general nature of the environment you know it's colder than what it is over there yeah, yeah. you know it's been so long since the Yanks have won, won in Europe I think 25 years now since the last time they won the Ryder Cup in Europe so it's not going to be easy as, as far as the betting suggests and the European team compared to last time I think it's just so much stronger as well because they've got so much more experience in, in America and the majors and the, and the WGCs than what the previous ones did. You know, they had the likes of Andy Sullivan and Chris Wood, you know, and they've still won the Raider Cup with these guys down the years. But now you've got John Rahm, who's a top five player in the world, and you've got uh, Molinari, who's, who's just won a major, and you've got Fleetwood, who's contended majors all year and contended big championships. Alex Norn, who's won big championships, and, you know, took Jason Day all, all the way at Torrey Pines early on in the year, too. Just think the European team is so much, it's got so much more depth than usual. So there you have it. So you're tipping up the 6 to 4. Yeah, I'll be back in the 6 to 4 Europe. Do you reckon definitely. that 6 to 4 will still be around come, come Friday morning? Well, it looks like well, it. Not no, I, I, I didn't think it would. I, I didn't think it would. I thought it would, it would come a lot closer to a pick match and it is for me more or less a pick match on, you know and I think that's what the betting should be but you know who am I to argue so I'll back to 6-4 to four and hopefully make a few quid so there you have it 6-4 to four on Europe to win the Ryder Cup is the closing tip if you make sure you follow Odds Checker on Twitter you have a look at the site because all of Niall's tips over the weekend will be up there and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel as well because you can see loads of video content um, we're about to shoot some really interesting stuff with Nile right now as well, which will be great. Subscribe to the podcast as well if you're watching this on YouTube because all of this goes up as audio as well. Thanks very much to Nile. Um, we really hope you enjoy the weekend. It's set to be an absolute cracker yet again for the Ryder Cup.